Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Anybody in the house want to testify just by giving him just a great shout of praise real quick that God is good. You're so good to us, Jesus. We're thankful. We're thankful. We're thankful. Amen. I said we're thankful, right? Okay. I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. I thought I might have wandered in somewhere else that stole our logo or something because I want to make sure I'm in a passionate place, right? So we're excited that you're here this morning. It's a special Sunday, as many of you know. Uh, this weekend, we've been in a marriage conference, and we brought a, a couple in that we respect so much and value their friendship. Um, and so if you got to be a part of that, we, we know you're excited about today. If you didn't get to be a part of that, um, that's okay. You can still be excited about today. God is good. And uh, our, our guest speakers today have a, uh, a word for us. You know, I, I said in first service that a lot of times, unless somebody stands up and takes a microphone and says, thus saith the Lord, we just kind of... We just kind of blow it off like, well, it was just a sermon. This is not a sermon. What he's going to share today is not a sermon. I believe what he's going to talk about is a prophetic word. It is a word to us as individuals, but also to us as passion. And so I need you to lean in this morning. Uh, before I introduce our guest speaker to you this morning, just let me remind you, I've, I've been challenging you. Uh, I want you to make it really easy for him to preach, all right? You do, hey, listen, this, there's this cooperation that goes on. Uh, and, and if you participate, it, it, it's like the exchange is easier. So I need you to get, get vocal. We're, we're a talkback church here at Passion, right? So you still don't have it. I said we're a talkback church here at Passion, right? Okay, so when you hear something good, you can respond, right? If it hurts a little bit, you can moan like, oh, that hurt. Um, and we just participate and pull. I just need you to pull. Pull on the anointing and the message that God has for us. My pleasure this morning to introduce good friends, Eric and Gina Boggs from uh, Beach Springs Church in Pelzer, South Carolina. God's doing a miracle uh, there, has done a miracle. They've been pastoring there over 30 years. And how many of you know it still can be good after 30 years? Come on, somebody. All right, I'm thankful because I haven't been there. Just, we ain't been here this long. So I'm hoping, you know, that it still be good in the last days. It is in the first days. And so anyway, I'm going to start preaching if I'm not careful. And, and I didn't come to do that. I came to be ministered to. So Eric Boggs, would you come to the platform this morning? Would you give him a passion welcome as he brings the word this morning? Man, it's good to be in the house today, and uh, again, we're surprised too. I'm surprised that we made it this far, and we're surprised that God used us. Well, y'all not doing very good talking back already. I said, anybody know what it's like to be surprised that God used you? I just wonder. You know, I feel pretty good this morning. I appreciate Pastor Steve and Julie. It's an honor always to be with them, and uh, again, for him to give me this opportunity today, you know, I kind of feel like the guy that entered his uh, mule in the Kentucky Derby. Y'all heard about him, didn't you? You know, they looked at him, the officials said, son, sir, you, you have no right or reason to put that mule uh, in, the, in the running of the K Kentucky Derby. He said, oh, I know he didn't have a chance to win, but I thought the company would do him pretty good. So 
Again, you know, the company might do you good this morning, if nothing else, uh, the company of God and his presence and his people. Turn in your Bible with me this morning to Joshua chapter 4. I got a few minutes here I want to take and uh, maybe just share some thought with you. Uh, I do believe this is not just a sermon for you. I believe this is something that God is speaking to this house. Most of you know the story of the book of Joshua. A lot of you do. It's about the Israelites finally entering into their promise, into their promised land. Chapter 3 says, get ready. Three days we're going in. We're going into the promised land. And, and in that, God begins to say to Joshua, the leader now, after Moses, he said to Joshua, he said, now, he said, get the people, uh, as you go into the, to the promise, he said, make sure you take some stones, one of each of the 12 tribes, and, and set them up on the, on the riverbank. And, and it says that day, and I'm kind of paraphrasing some stuff in chapter 4, it says that day that, that they gather the stones to serve as a memorial. It says after that happened that they began to enter the promise that, that, they, that the people revered Joshua just like they did Moses. And, and again, I, I can say that to you this morning. I just believe that, that God wants you to know and understand that, that some of you have always been looking for somebody else or someone else to be revered or honored or used of God. I just want you to know that God's ready to use you. That's simple. Some people always waiting on God, waiting on God. God's waiting on you, right? But it, but it says that he's revered. Uh, going down to verse 19, chapter 4, Joshua, verse 19 says, says the, the people then crossed the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped at, at Gilgal, underline that word. They camped at Gilgal just east of Jericho. Jericho. And it was there at Gilgal that Joshua piled up the 12 stones taken from the Jordan River. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, In the future your children will ask, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them there is, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God, he dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept, somebody say kept, he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea, when he dried it up until we had all crossed over. And he did this for all the nations of the earth, that, that they might know that the Lord's hand is powerful, and so that you might fear the Lord, fear the Lord your God forever. Thank God. Can you say amen to his word? I think that, that most everybody in the room could come up here, run up here, and take this microphone and tell us your story. Most everybody in the room could probably come up and let us know a little bit about your journey. And, and the fact is, is, as we go through this life, there may have been some hills and valleys, but, but for most of us, we've got a story to tell. A lot of us have some battle scars from our story, Right? And, and in that, we, we could say that maybe we look back at life and there, some of us have some real, if we told you about our journey, some of us have some real horror stories. Again, we've been pastoring for 30 plus years at Beach Springs. There's some horror stories along the way. But can I share with you as well, there's some, there's some shining moments. Come on, March Madness people, we're getting ready to crank up. There's one shining moment in your life. And, and, and the fact is, is, is all of us have the good and the bad, 
And, and again, regardless of whether you're at a place that, that you right now are facing real challenges or you're at a place where great victories have been experienced, uh, I want you to know that, that you have to always ask this question, regardless of where you are, good or bad, where do, where do we go from here? Amen? God's not living in circles. He's always leading you on a journey. God don't walk in circles. God is always leading you somewhere. And if you're, play, if you're at a place this morning that maybe you just have to ask, maybe you've had good times and bad times, but listen, I always say this. You can have good times or bad times, but don't ever mistake them for the last time. I think that's what a lot of people do. They have a good day and they get, man, this is, this is it. Have a bad day and they think, oh God, this is it. But, but it's good news this morning to know that as you live, that God is defined in your life. And whether you've had some bad days or you made some bad decisions or whether you've had some great days or you're in a highlight right now. You know, you may have been posting highlights on your Insta Focus or whatever it is. <laughs> or your FaceTime or Facebook or whatever. You may, you may have been posting some highlights. But, but I'm just saying that, man, we've got to realize that that God is not finished with where we are. Uh, old testimony song. If I'm not dead, then you're not done. I, I heard another one on my way out here. It said this. It said, if, 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 it, if, it's, if it ain't good, if it ain't good, then, then God ain't done with it yet. Because we know he's always working for our good. Amen. So, so I want to just take off with that thought just for a few minutes and share with you, I believe in this journey, I want to share with you what we do, where we go from here. And when we see that, we see the Israelites in their place and their story. And as you see them, I think it may be we catch a reflection of our own lives. And I want to show you, I believe, four different places that we see right here in this story that, that maybe I can share with you to help you to realize what God is doing in your life. The first one I want you to see is the place that we had to underline. I want you to see the place of Gilgal. Now, that may mean nothing to you, but if you'll look at it a little deeper, you'll find out the word Gilgal actually means a place of rolling away. It's a place of cutting away, rolling away from your life. And I, let, me, let me say this, that I believe that some of you maybe are at the place that God wants you to recognize that he's ready to roll away your past. He's ready to cut back or you leave behind the things that have held you or hindered you. I just believe that we got to realize that in our lives there's a place that God is willing and able. Aren't you glad that God is always willing to roll back your failures and roll back all your disappointments? Aren't you glad that God is ready to roll back all your sins? I'm glad that God is always interested in leading me in a place. And I can be at the place this morning, wherever you've been and whatever you've done. You may have messed it up. You may have... I must use the word I wasn't supposed to use there. I'm sorry. I don't know how plain I can be. I hope it's all right. But I'm just saying, you may have messed it up really bad. Even this week, let's just be honest. Some of you, I know that right now, I know you're looking really good. I mean, you come shine, shining in this morning. I'm just saying that maybe even this past week, you're sitting here under the cloud of your failure. But I'm here to, to just inform you that you're not at the place you've been, but you're at the place of Gilgal, and there's a rolling away that has taken place in your life. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know that there's no condemnation of those who are in Christ, who'll walk after the Spirit and not live after our flesh. So I just encourage you to know there's that place of rolling away that the blood of Jesus applies to your life. 
I love that. I love Isaiah one eighteen, where God says to us there. He said, "Though your sins are like scarlet, I'll make them white like snow." He says, "Come and let us figure this thing out. There's not a thing you can do, but I'll make you white like. I'll wash you and make you clean." I'm glad that we face the reality that we know that God can do much more than we could ever do. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ came and in him we have redemption, in him we have forgiveness according to the grace of God that is made available to our life. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the place of rolling back. Second thing I think we see here, very obvious, is there's a place of remembering. It says that they took the 12 stones and they set them up on the riverbank and, and they said, this will serve as a memorial to make sure that we tell everybody, we tell everybody, generations after us will know what God has done. Can I, can I just maybe share with you in the day that we're living in? We're living in a day that everybody feels the pressure of moving forward and always pressing into the, into, into the, into the here and now. We've got to be relevant. We've got, you know, we've got, even in the church, we've got to be progressive. I don't know if y'all feel that sometimes. We do. I know it. Beach Springs, I mean, all this stuff. I mean, we got lights and smoke. We do that at Beach Springs. I mean, we got all this, the lights and we got smoke coming out. Our, our smoke is the glory of God, you know. It's a, <laughs> now we got those little smoke machines and. And we always feel this pressing, but can I, can I just remind you of something today? You need to make sure that you just remember what God's done in your life. He said it just a moment ago. There are times that you just better be reminded of what all God's done to get you to where you are. I know that some of you are real holy in the room today. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being ugly or mean, but I, I know that some of you I, know you, 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 I know that you look real good, but I just want you to be reminded that you need to remember of what God has done to get where you are. I mean, when I look around and I see people when praise and worship is going on and they're just kind of standing there, I'm just made to remember this one thing that they have forgotten. When you can sit still, when the praises of God are being lifted up and you can just be unmoved and just kind of stay. I just believe there are people that you're at a stale place sometime in life. We get caught up in that place when we fail to remember what God has done to get us to where we are right now. I don't know about you. I got saved when I was 19. And when I look back on my life and I, and I see all that God was doing and I see all that God has done, I look back and I think, my God, I don't know what kind of mercy that, that you have bestowed on my life. I don't know what all you've done, but I know that what I see now is surely one, what, what I was not then. You know, people, sometimes we, we get at that place that, you know, people look around and say, you know, I, I know, I know, I know who you are. There's still people. I've been, I've been, I've been saved now for, Lord, it'll be forty years this year. I got saved October 1983, October 26, 1983. Amen. And uh, I still run into people all along the way that I knew, you know, before the the grace of God touched my life. And there's still people that when they find out you're, you're doing what? You know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> but but I, I, can't, I can't fail to always be reminded. Listen, I just believe that 
that that day was a day that things changed forever. I believe that day was a day that when the Israelites crossed over, God said there's things that right now that I'm shifting that today things will never, ever be the same. Sometimes, I, I said it a moment ago, sometimes we'll get so caught up and always moving forward that we forget some former things that we need to carry with us. There's some things that you need to always be reminded of. You need to remember that you need to carry. You need to carry with you that sense of gratitude. You need to carry with you that mind that remembers all that God has done to get you to where you are. The Bible says in Genesis 50 that Joseph said, you make sure you take my bones up with, with you when, when you go into the promised land. There's some things worth carrying forward. And I just believe for your life. Listen, I, I think it's amazing sometimes how, how we don't remember the good things God has done. You know, you know, how, you know how the enemy will play with you, right? He'll mess with you. I, I, I told the earlier service, you know, uh, the Israelites, they're at this place and, you know, they've been, they've been murmuring and complaining and whining because, you know, the devil will mess with your memory sometime. And he'll help you to remember all the things that maybe, that maybe were better, he'll make you think they're better than they really were. The Israelites, they were always talking about going back to Egypt. We remember the fish we ate there. We, you know, all we got now is this manna. All we got now is these quail and manna. All we got, and they said, we remember the day of the garlic and the leek. And we remember all the spices and the fish we were eating back in, in good old Egypt. Isn't that what he does sometime with our memory? I ain't got nobody in here who knows what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about a time that, that the enemy kind of reminds you of all the good times of your destructive living. I mean, come on, some of you know what it's like to party. Come on. I mean, I know what it's like to party. I mean, I, li I could live, I could party with the best of them. And I remember it was fun. What y'all looking at me that way for? <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of fun in sin, man. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for season. But isn't it, isn't it amazing how, God, how, how the enemy sometimes just help you remember the, the good stuff? And man, I remember we partied, man. We laughed. And we forget laying on that cold tile floor thinking you're going to die. Puking your guts up. Freaked out of your mind. Running the streets. Thinking you'll never live another day. But that's just like the enemy. He tries to help you remember all that stuff that the, that the enemy wanted to kill you with. But can I remind you that, that in those days just as well, can I remind you that in those days that there was a slave master standing over your back and they forgot the, the, the slave drivers in Egypt. They, they just remembered the good stuff and they forgot all that God had done that brought them to where they are. Listen, there's a couple more things. There's a, there's a third place. There's a place of entry. I, I just believe that, that today, I believe that today for you individually, I, 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 Pastor Steve said it a moment ago, I'm not coming just today with a, with a sermon. I just believe that God wants to speak to you and say, I, I believe there's many of you that this day is marked, that this day will be marked in your memory because this is a day that many of you individually and corporately this is a day you'll begin to move into your promise. 
You've been wandering around. You've been wondering whether it will ever happen. Can I, can I just announce to you today prophetically, today is your day of entry. You are about to go in. You're about to entertain the things that God's had marked in your life. Many of you for, for maybe weeks or months, but some of you years and decades. I just believe that God has this set out for you. Listen, all I'm asking you is to just consider that, that, that maybe if we can just cooperate with God, that we just cooperate with God, that we just participate. Listen, the Bible says that the Israelites up to this time, they would not cooperate. In Hebrews 4, it said they would have entered the rest, but they were disobedient and wouldn't believe God. I'm just saying, can we participate with God and begin to enter into the things that, that he has for us? I told the story, I, I'm an outdoorsman, I like to hunt, and, and uh, we were cutting a new path into a place we were going to hunt, and back in South Carolina, there's a lot of heavy brush and briars and thickets, and and uh, we're cutting our way in. As I'm cutting my way in, the guy with me, we're swinging machetes and axes, and and we're cutting our way in the, this area that we're going to hunt. And all of a sudden, he starts saying, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. So I move back toward him, and I look at him, and I said, man, why do you stop swinging your axe? Why do you stop, stop swinging your machete? I said, you're not stuck. You're just stopped. There are a lot of people in this room today that the place of entry is right before you. And if you're not careful, it's not that you're stuck. You just stop. You just stop believing. Just stop trusting. Come on, you stopped attending. I mean, you're here on this Sunday morning, but you just stopped, you stopped worshiping. You, you stopped seeking. It, it isn't it. Listen, God's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. And, and then I finish with this. I finish with this. If somebody can come and play. Listen, I, I believe that, that as we see these places along this journey, I'm asking, where do we go from here? And I believe a little nugget here that I've found that in my life has meant something that, that I'd missed so many times in reading this story. And if you go back again one more time and go back to that fourth chapter of Joshua, as you read through the story, there's something that I've missed. Because I knew about Joshua being instructed to take stones out of the middle and set them up on the bank and let them serve as a memorial. But somehow I'd missed this all through the years. But it also said there was a second pile of stones. Never had seen it. I don't know how I missed it, but it says there's a second pile. And you know where the second pile is found? It says there was another pile. Go back and read it. Verses 9 and 10 said there was another pile of stones right in the middle of the river. <laughs> Talking to somebody. And the Bible says that place is a place of keeping. See, God wants you to know there are places in your life that maybe you're right in the middle of something but you're at a place that he will keep you. The Bible says that the priests are standing there right in the middle of the riverbed that they piled another pile of stones and goes on to say that they're still there to this day, that those stones 
Why? Because God wanted the Israelites to know that when you're right in the middle of your trouble, I'm going to keep you. When you're right right in the middle of your river, river, when you're right in the middle of your mire, when you're right in the middle of your heartache, when you're right in the middle of your greatest victories, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to be with you. And I just believe that some of you may be at that place this morning. You know, in my house, I got a I got a house that's got a pretty long hallway, and and sometimes in life we kind of walk through, and this is where we kind of this is kind of how we live it out. Sometimes we think the hallway becomes our destination, and and we get stuck in the, I call it the hell of the hallway. It's where you are. Some of you this morning, you're in the hell of the hallway. And you forget something. The hallway is not where you stay. It's just getting you to where you're going. I don't sleep in the hallway. I don't eat in the hallway. It just gets me to where I'm going. And some of you may be right in the middle of something right now. And I'm just here to tell you today that, that God is going to keep you because really you're in the middle of it. It's just getting you to where you're going. And I just say to you this morning as a church and individually, hey, God, hey, if it ain't good, then it ain't done. God's not through with it yet. And I just believe for your life. I just believe this day is a day that, look, church, God's getting ready to help you to recognize that he's moving you into a new season, a new life. There's a new day. I believe individually some of you, you're kind of stuck in the hallway and you think, I don't know what I'm, gonna, I'm doing. Here. I'll tell you what you're doing. You're getting to the next, you're getting to the next room. You get into the next place of purpose. You're going to understand the significance of where you are and where you've been because, again, this is not where you remain. You may be in the middle of it, but God's carrying you to the other side. Amen. Father, I thank you today. Come on, church. Can we just stand together? I just think, I wonder if somebody just lift your hands this morning and just say, Lord, I just want to thank you for where I've been and where you've brought me. I just want to thank you for all that you've done. Come on, I wonder if somebody here today can say with me, I just want to thank you. I shouldn't have made it to where I'm at right now. I thought I'd have been done a long time ago, but God, I just going to thank you for what you've done to get me to where I'm at right now. Come on, I'm wondering if somebody in the room can say, I, I don't know, Pastor, I just know that what God has done, when I look back at what he's done, it's amazing to me that I'm where I'm at right now. Or maybe you're just at a place you're just kind of stuck and you say, God, help me. I just believe I'm stuck in a place. I don't know if I'll ever get to where I'm going, but I just know one thing, that wherever I'm at right now, God will be with me. He's going to keep me. He's going to walk with me every step. I wonder if somebody in the church can just lift your heart and say, Lord, I thank you that you will keep me every step of the way. I may be in the middle of it right now, but this is not where I will remain. God, I thank you that I'm at a place today that I'm entering into promises. I'm believing you, God. I'm trusting you today. Come on, enter in, somebody. Come on, enter in and just begin to trust God today. I'm just going to enter in a place. I'm going to believe, God, what you said to me. I'm going to believe, God, that you're not finished with me yet. Come on, church. Somebody just lift your voice. Come on, open your mouth. The Holy Ghost is voice activated in your life. Come on, just begin to lift your voice all over this room. Come on, lift your voice. All over. Somebody praise Him. Somebody thank Him today. Lord, I just want to thank You for Your goodness and Your grace. That's amazing.
amazing to me, Lord God, that you have put up with me this long. And I just want to thank you today. I just believe you today. Lord, I just thank you today. Lord, it may be a place that I'm at in life, but God, where are we going from here? I got a, I got a mind that you'll lead me every step of the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just believe, Lord, you'll lead me every step of the way. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, press in. We thank you, Jesus. Man, I got an old song rising up in me. I can't even sing it. Said he's brought me a mighty long way. <laughs> I don't know what he brought you through, but let me just, let me, I got the mic. I could testify. He brought me through some stress and some heartache and some heart attacks and some cancers and some betrayals and some disappointments and some hard days and some good days. And I'm still here swinging. Sw I, 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 I just feel like I got to, Come on, would somebody just take a machete in your spiritual hand and just keep swinging? I just keep swinging until you get me where you want me to be. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. I just have learned I can trust the fact that you've got a really solid track record in my life. You, I can trace all the way back when I was trying to do it all by myself. I, I can trace back and see your hand at work in my life, keeping me and sustaining me and rolling things away and allowing me to enter your promise. I just declare over us today, God, that we are just about ready. I'm just about ready. I said I'm just about ready to step into a new season, a new season of purpose, a new season of promise, and I won't let where I've been keep me from going to what you've got for me. I refuse to get stuck. I refuse to get stuck. I just refuse to get stuck. Come on, I, I man, sometimes, I, I, don't know, I don't know about y'all, but there are moments in my life where people got to help me because I get stuck. Anybody else? Yeah, I get stuck. I, come here, Andrew, just real quick. I, I didn't even plan to do this. I just need somebody sometime come up behind me because if I'm not going to, and he's just like, oh, I didn't want to go forward, but he made me go forward. In fact, there have even been moments in my life where I resisted a little bit, but I've discovered God's just way too strong. Some of you need somebody, just a, a pushing, a prompting of the Holy Spirit. Would you just turn right now, take your neighbor, don't hurt them, but hurt them enough to know they can't stay stuck. Come on, just push on them a little bit. Just push them a little bit. Push them a little bit. Push them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I I just think corporately, come on. I, this is the word. This is a different word than first service. Different word. Same message. Different word. I just sense the Holy Spirit saying to us at Passion that we have to refuse to get stuck. It doesn't matter how good it's been in the past. Doesn't matter how faithful God has been in the past. I just hear God saying, quit staying here thinking about all that and getting stuck. I got better for you. I got more for you. Let's push one another to everything that God has got for us. Father, we receive your word today. I receive the fact that you've got a word for us. We receive the word of the Lord to us today that you're pushing us forward. It's not, it is not that what you've already done wasn't good enough. It's not that what you did wasn't great. 
It's not that we don't appreciate it. It's not that we didn't enjoy it. I can think back about all the things that have happened in the course of our history, and I'm thankful, and I see your hand at work. It's not that we diminish any of that. It's just that we receive the word that there's a new level, a new place, a new door, a a day of opportunity for us to get into, and we participate in the promise that you have for us today and we will not sit on the side and, 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 and just think about and talk about what it was like and how, we, how it was good back then and the worship services we had back then. No, 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 no. We expect and we place a demand on the promise that you have for us for this season in our life coming up. Help us to participate individually and corporately for your glory and your honor and for your acclaim in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his word today, for his word today. His word today. Now turn around and push your neighbor. Make him sit down. Push him down for just a second. Push him down. I'm thankful for his word. If this is your first time at Passion, man, I want, mm, if I'm not careful, I could preach right now. Y'all need to go back and listen to this one again. Y'all don't have to go back and listen to me. You can go back and listen to Pastor Eric. This is a word from the Lord for us. We got to push, amen. First time you're here, if you didn't get a gift on the way in at that counter that's out there, uh, we want you to take this card out of the seat back in front of you and fill it out and take it out there. Fresh snickerdoodle cookies made by my mama. Manna. It's manna from heaven. Yeah. So uh, they're good. And so we want you to get those. If it's your second time, Pastor Andrew standing back there, taller than everybody. You can't, you can't miss him. He's the tallest guy in the room. He's back there with a, a gift for you for being here a second time. If you received Christ as your Savior today, we want you to text this number on the screen, the word SAVED. You say, well, why do y'all do that? Because we have stuff we want to put in your hands to help you on this journey. Otherwise, you'll get discouraged and quit. So we got a book for you and a little kit for you that will help you on your journey. Um, If you want to serve here at Passion because you find your destiny as you make uh, other people's dreams come true, your dream comes true. And so we serve. Saved people serve people, right? And so you can text that same number, serve, and we will plug you in. Um, We're going to take up our offering in the back today or one of the ways on the screen. And I just encourage you to remain faithful. Remain faithful. We just came out of God's guarantee in November. I could tell you testimonies. The one I'm reminded of this morning was one April sent me. They were headed into an intersection. Uh, We had just signed up for God's guarantee that we would faithfully give, right? And April and John signed up. She said they're headed into an intersection, if I remember correct. And all of a sudden, this car comes barely. Y'all live in Oklahoma City, so you know nobody obeys the traffic lights anyway. If it's bright orange, they're still going through at 100 miles an hour. And a car came through, and all of a sudden, April said her car just stopped. Surprise. God is faithful. When we're faithful, He responds. He always responds to faithfulness. So I encourage you to give faithfully and see what God can do. Right? Watch this video. We got some stuff happening around here you're going to want to be about. about. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.